they've never experienced something like this. And then they go to the open house next door and it's, uh, you know, the, the realtor sitting on the couch with his clipboard sign, sign in clipboard. You know, who are they going to choose to list their home? So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. I just got to interview two great guys from Doors Advisors out in Silicon Valley. You know, they come on here and they talk about how they got into real estate, how they became partners, how they figured out the best way to have a partnership as they're growing this team, you know, and how big they really want their team to get. They have this great, great idea and way that they do these open houses that sounds so fun. It seems to get them tons of buyers, tons of sellers, something I think anybody out there can do to take the extra effort and, uh, and making open houses just a huge way to go. So the I've heard so many people talk about open houses as a lead source before, but never before have I been as excited as what I had this time. So you know, buckle up, be ready to listen. Real estate rock stars. I hope you love it. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui coming to you for another episode of Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Today, I get to talk to two great guys out from Silicon Valley. I've got a good friend of mine, Prashant Vanka. I've traveled all over the world with this guy. I'm excited for us to get to talk to him about real estate and everything that he knows about you know, being an agent and growing an office and his partner, Danny Burgess, on here today. Again, they're, gonna come, they're coming in from Silicon Valley. They've got a lot of stuff to talk about and we're just going to jump right into it. So the guys, how's it going? Amazing. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, re- I'm really excited. You know, the, I think a lot of people know I'm from Northern California half the time. And so the, you know, that's where Prashant and I got to meet and hang out a lot more. And the, but right now I'm out in Austin. I've been, been out here now for a couple months and just excited to see uh, what, where real estate has us. And I don't know where I'll see you next, but today we get to chat about where we've been and how we got here. So the, you know, jump, jumping into kind of real estate and, and where we're at, you know, we've got like a series of questions to go into, but first, you know, you guys are, are partners out here in, in real estate. You know, Prashant, how did you, how did you get into real estate? How, how did you get into real estate? And what were the, what was the transition like over the, the first couple of years of your career? Oh man, this is a fun question. I, um, so when I went to Cal Poly, it's one of the schools that makes you pick a major as of 18 year old freshman. You know, as you can imagine, I had a whole lot of wisdom at that point. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I forgot we both went to Cal Poly. Like, that's, we did, that's right? funny that you, that you said that again, that, that, that reminder, like, oh, yeah. So one of the things, so you know about this, they make you pick a major by the end of first, freshman year. And initially, I picked business school because they had uh, no schools on Fridays. That's how I picked from high school on what major I'm going to do at Cal Poly. Yeah. Um, and then when I got there, I had to pick out of the business school what I'm going to specialize in. And as I was kind of signing up for different classes, going to different clubs at the school, one of the things I would always read is a Forbes magazine. And once a year, they would have the the Forbes 1000 list, which is every billionaire in the U.S. and also every billionaire in in the whole world. And as I studied that list, every single person 
in America had, no matter where they started, had 20 to 35% of their assets parked in real estate. So uh. as we got kind of like, you know, I would go around different parts of business school and I ran around with one of my buddies, Andrew Flackner, and uh, him and I were like, we had this passion for real estate and we're like, well, there's not really a good club for that. So him and I ended up starting um, what, we, what was called Future Real Estate. And we bought people from the residential world, the development world, the commercial world, the whole gambit of uh, real estate to Cal Poly. And as one of the founders, I got the chance to organize that and give students free pizza and beer. And uh, that's kind of how my introduction to real estate. That is awesome. And so the, and after Cal Poly, did you, did you move up to the Bay Area right after that? I did. So he graduated actually three months before me. And um, while I was still figuring out where to go, I'm like, Andrew, how's it going? Because he went out to Silicon Valley and started real estate. He's like, listen, Prashant, I made uh, 80000 in two months. Come out and do this with me. I'm like, done. Okay, what year was that? 80000 2011. All right. That was a, that was a kind of a, that was a busy real estate time, but it wasn't necessarily like the best time to invest in that. So that's good. Danny, how about you? How'd you, how'd you get here? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me on as well. One thing Prashant kind of omitted there is in between that he actually started a beer pong company in, in, in Northern Europe where he actually went around to different bars and created an entire business around American beer pong. So yes. I didn't want to leave that out of the story. <laughs> so, <laughs> True story. Uh, that's like a whole other podcast. Like I can't even <laughs> believe I didn't know that until right now. The Danny, awesome. Keep going. So uh, I actually grew up in Arizona. Uh, first seven years of my life, I spent running around the hillsides of Tucson, Arizona. And uh, my father is a architect, uh, high-end architect contractor now. But at the time, he was just a designer architect. And he, he designed over 200 homes in the Tucson Hills. So I... Uh, I uh, remember vividly my entire childhood either being on a construction site walking into his office and drawing all over his drawing table really I was kind of you know just propelled into this world of real estate and and most importantly it was about the product it was about the actual physical home so I had a real respect for that I didn't get into it initially you know I helped him build a few homes um, here and there and you know he's done some really big projects here in the Bay Area but um, I've you know shoveled some dirt in my life at some of his sites but you know through my kind of uh, college years I got into uh, working in the restaurant business I worked as a busser waiter bartender the whole gamut of of service industry and I was actually in the service industry for almost 10 years full time and uh, I don't recommend that for anyone but it gave me a, a really great foundation for service and I've known a lot of great real estate agents who have come from the service industry, and it's very transferable. So from kind of having that background with my father to working through the restaurant business, I found myself in real estate. My father had been pushing me and pushing me to get in. Uh, finally, he just said, Dan, go to 10 open houses. Tell me you can't beat those guys. And so I went to 10 open houses, saw that nine out of 10 were pretty lazy. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a pretty competitive guy. So I went and got my license and we've been crushing it since. So. And the rest is history. So you guys have a partnership, right? So Doors Advisors, the, what, what does that look like? How, how does that work? And how did you guys start working together? Go ahead. I'll take, the, I'll take the front end of it. You know, I was growing my own team out of Palo Alto, California. Kind of, you know, the normal process in the first couple of years where you're just really just spinning your wheels and you're, you know, I, I come from a Keller Williams background. So they teach you a lot about team building and 
you know, growing this massive empire and uh, it, it's all fun and games until you have to start cutting the checks on a monthly basis. And my GCI really was pretty strong um, for an agent. I think my first full year, I did about 200 grand in, in GCI. My second full year, I did about 500. So I had the money to spend, which was probably the issue. And so I really started building up my overhead pretty quickly. Long story short, Prashant and I had met at Keller Williams Palo Alto and had kind of built a relationship over time. And he found me at a a really great time in my life when I just had a baby. I really needed some additional leverage and I didn't want to carry the kind of weight of of a team on my own. He gave me an offer that I couldn't refuse and uh, we branded and built um, Doors Advisors. So that was the beginning. That's awesome. So do you guys both, you know, work actively or do you have clear, clearly defined different roles within your business? We do have pretty different roles. And, you know, the simplest way I try to talk about this is Danny's the heart, I'm the hammer. (laughs) (laughs) But outside of that, um, you know, Danny's our our director of sales, our team leader and all that sort of stuff. And I mostly do operations and fill in the holes wherever uh, Danny needs me to and the company needs me to. All right. So the, so the, uh, let's jump into the nitty gritty. Let's see, you know, what Doors Advisors is doing out there. How many houses have you sold in the last 12 months? Danny, go ahead. Uh, so I think 12 months to date, we've done 64 units for 76 million. Is that correct, Prashant? Yep. Something well, right around there. 76 million. The, and so what are the, what are the gross commissions out in uh, Silicon Valley on 76 million in sales? Uh, I think we ended up at 1.65. Is that yeah. sorry? I think it's one six five. Yeah, uh, one point six five, right around there. Uh, not as profitable, which is something we really, really talk about. I hate bringing up gross commission because it's you know it's like rolling around a Porsche with a you know no, no tank, uh, no gas in the tank. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I think we were at what like a nineteen percent profit margin last year. Is that correct, Prashant? A little shade under that, but right around there. I think yeah. you know kind of backing up to a little bit about the timeline, you know, Danny and I have known each other for five, six years now. We both uh, were in KW Palo Alto right when Danny was getting started. And I was also kind of taking this full time. And so we've had a lot of mutual respect over the years and always admired what each other was building. And it made a ton of sense when we talked about the right people that were missing from each other's world. And that's when we had these discussions and we brought that together. And to give you a little context of, you know, how Long Doors Advisors and Danny and Prashant have been working hands-on, it's only been about 14, 15 months. And, you know, we've taken that from, I would say, the last three years where 33 million to 54 million to 76 million has been kind of the, the, the pathway we've gone on. 14 months. So that's actually a lot of growth in the first 14 months. And I think that maybe when you first say, hey, there's only 19% profit in your, in your uh, gross commissions, the, that, that's almost a little discouraging number. Like, man, it seems like a lot of work for yeah. that. But, but when you're throwing in there that much growth and actually starting a business, that makes a little bit more sense. So, the, so as you look into the next year, is the goal, you know, get those sales way up? Is the goal get commission way up? Is there a profit way up? Is there a balance in that? The, do you know what that goal is for 2020? Yeah, sweet. So I'll take the, the, the sales target and we've, we want to double that number, but we also want to, you know, clear over one and a half million dollars from the company. So that's been one of the big you goals. Do 150 million sales, but actually, you know, profit on your commissions, one and a half million. Correct. It's a great goal. The, uh, how many, so how many houses will you have to do to get that? So 
the 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 big milestone's always been the hundred unit mark. It's kind of like the hundred thousand mark for real yeah. estate agents, right? How much you want to make in your first year? Hundred thousand. So so we want we want to hit the the century mark on the units, but I think we're going to have to get to about one hundred and ten to get to our volume goal. So one hundred and ten is the unit mark, and uh, we're working on finding the, the the people to get us there. How many so far this uh, January and February? Uh, I think we have six. We have a ton of active listing uh, p- uh, coming soon in active listings, but I think we only have four four units closed and maybe two pending. So um, you got some. You got to work really hard your next ten months to to get it up there. The uh... well, to Danny's point, though, we've got uh, between our pipeline right now. Most everyone kind of wants to wait till first week of March. We have, I think, eighteen or nineteen listings signed for about thirty thirty two million. That's um, awesome. I guess it is an unfair question. Like how many closings did you have in January? Well, it's like nobody buys a house during Christmas. So the, sorry, it just didn't, we didn't hit our numbers yet, but, um, but I'll be checking in with you in a couple months to see, you know, if those people started, started converting on that. The, so you're, so you're looking at that goal and then how many, you said you need to bring more people on the team. How many people are on your team? How many are you going to, how many are going to bring onto the team to hit those numbers? Yeah. So we have, we have uh, three extremely productive agents and then we have, three that were kind of training and coaching into the roles. We probably need another another two really solid agents to come on board before Q2 is out to, to really get to that number. Um, yeah, well, if we you got to make sure all six of them, all eight of them, you know, start listening to real estate rock stars every week. They, right? all, followed <laughs> you this, they all followed you this morning. So you, they're, they're awesome. going to be on that. But, um, you know, the truth is uh, you need you need a foundation of, of productive agents and then you kind of need that that backdrop of, the new hungry agents to kind of push everyone else to, uh, you know, for those opportunities. And so that's kind of what we have a, a, a meld of right now. And, and we're just trying to grow the talent pool with, with people who are 12 to 18 unit producers. That's really who we're looking for in Q2. Yeah, so do you guys, you guys do more, it sounds like you do more listings than, than, than buyers or is it, is it even compared, how many buyers you represent compared to sellers? So for me personally, I'm pretty heavy on the listing side. So I think about Seventy percent of my business is probably going to come from listings this year. Our team is probably sixty forty buyers to to sellers um, as a whole. I'm going to hold a, a pretty large share of the sales, so that kind of balances us out. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui, and as you know, when you've been hearing these episodes, so many of our guests give us lots of free gifts and share the tools they've been using to become successful. We've got free real estate tools, scripts, eBooks, marketing materials, and more. We keep track of everything in our vault, and it's updated with new items each and every week. If you want access to that stuff, it's totally free for being a listener. All you have to do is go to agentsuccesstoolbox.com, agentsuccesstoolbox.com, and get your free gifts now. So the so what is so for your buyers out there for I guess for either right for your for your seller leads or your buyer leads um, let's attack both of them where are those best leads for your for your agents and not just the people that you know not your sphere of influence but what are the other other ways that you guys are getting you know buyers leads and and seller leads P you want to take the buyers yeah for buyers we're really really good with uh, open houses so we do this thing called mega open houses so our first weekends we've got live music, catered food. We're sending and door knocking, you know, 
sometimes uh, 500 houses and inviting the neighbors out. And, you know, if it's a hot house, we hold twilight opens and we also do 1 to 6 p.m. listings. So we just do everything under our power to basically invite neighbors and potential buyers and we want to meet them belly to belly. Just because throughout life, our best sales have come in when I can talk to the person and read them and they can also see the passion, energy and care we bring to each client. Yeah. So the, you know, a lot of people say you go get your leads from open houses, but I don't think I've interviewed very many people yet that say they do open houses quite like that. So you're, mm-hmm. when you're saying you're door knocking 500 neighbors, you're just telling them like, Hey, we've got this cool open house event coming up. And then you try to make it a super fun event with like food and, and music. To, so people stay for a long time. So that, you know, that there's, there's a chance to do that. What's, what's that? If you go knock on a door to the neighbor, what, what are you saying? What do you, what do you tell them when you're trying to talk them into coming to your open house? Hey, your uh, neighbor Sally is uh, moving out and we're doing a nice big, you know, going away party and she wanted me to personally invite you guys out. We're going to do a neighbors only for the first two hours. So come by, say hi, check us, check it out. Give us your opinion on how much you think the house is worth. And if you have any friends or neighbors that, you know, or coworkers that you want to be neighbors with, then after you look at it, you can obviously invite them out too. Dude, I love that spin, right? Like you're going, hey, so we're doing a big old going away party. So we're throwing a big party out over there. Come on over because then the people get to see like, not only do you have time to talk to them, but they, it's that example of like service and fun and what a cool uh, thing to be able to do that. The Danny, what about, what about sellers? Are you the, are you the, the, the guy to get the seller leads? So I'll tap into the open house thing as well. Cause it kind of goes into our listings. Those open houses are, uh, are really cool and they're great for attracting buyers. But honestly, when you talk to the neighbors and you have the neighbors come over to, to, to view the home and you literally have a live musician on his guitar, you have um, catered food, right? They come in and they, they've never experienced something like this. And then they go to the open house next door and it's, uh, you know, the, the realtor sitting on the couch with his clipboard sign, sign in clipboard you know, who are they going to choose to list their home, right? I've actually had multiple times where I'm selling listings and I have these really cool, even if we don't have the live music, we always have music. If it's just a speaker, right? We always have speaker, we always have food. You know, the, the sellers come in, they, they, they can actually have a home that's on the market and they come out, check out the competition and they're visibly disappointed that they didn't list with you. I mean, that, that's how cool these events are. So, and, and they're not difficult and they're not expensive. You know, we don't ever pull, we don't bring in musicians after the first weekend, but if it's a first weekend and it's a nice open house, we're, we'll, we'll bring in the live musician. But anyways, that, that's just a little tapping in on that mega open house. It's really powerful, not just for buyers, but also to get more listings. So generally speaking, uh, we, we cold call, we are heavy, heavy callers. So Monday through Wednesday, it's a team standard to be in the office from 8.30 to 10.30 calling. And those are canceled expireds. Um, we call up to three years back on expireds. So, you know, we have a list of, you know, 5,000 numbers you could dial through if you're on our team to, to try to get these, these warmer uh, seller leads. So that's, so that's, the, a, that's, that's, that's a super the main. common thing that's out there, right? So we're calling, sure. you know, people that expired, you know, people that expired anytime in the last three years. So if you're trying to, sure. so for agents listening out there, you're trying to get a listing, somebody expired in the last three years and it hasn't sold since then, like maybe there's a good chance that now they're, they're interested. You know, a guy, uh, Dan Lesniak was on here recently. He said, you know, it was funny that a lot of the people had expired and they'd call and the people didn't know their house had expired. 
right? Yep. They were like, no, I have it listed. He's like, well, your listing agent actually doesn't have it listed right now. They took it off. Like that's a prime opportunity. But for you, what's your pitch when somebody, when you're calling an, an expired or, or, you know, or a canceled listing, something like that, how does that go? What's, what's that call like? What do you do when you call? It's a really simple call for me, probably because I've done it thousands and thousands of times. And I practice this every morning with my team, but you know, the quick, quick script, would you mind role playing with me real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So it's just a ring ring. All right. Hello. Aaron. Yes. Who's this? Hey, Dan Burgess with the Doors Advisors team. Just saw your house popped off the market. You know, we're one of the top listing services in the area. Wanted to know when you're going to be um, interviewing the next round of agents to find the right guy to sell your home. Well, yeah, I, I don't really know. The We had it up for a couple months and it didn't really do, it seemed like a lot of work and we thought we were going to sell it right away. And now we're not even sure if we're going to list it again or what we should do. Yeah. It sounds, sounds like you're really frustrated with that. And from there, we go into the whole X, Y, Z, where are you going? When do you need to be there? And then we just go for the close. Uh, I'm super straightforward on those calls. If you hear me on the phone, I'm really direct. I try to get my agents to not talk so much because, you know, these guys are getting 30 calls from anywhere from, you know, first month agent to, you know, a few years in the business. And most people are just rambling on and on. And I'm just very direct. I say, hey, here's what we do. Here's what we've done. You really deserve the opportunity to sit down with us. Worst case scenario, you know, you end up with a ton of great information. Best case scenario, you get a great agent to sell your home. When can we meet? Yeah. Right? It's just a bang. Do you, do you bang tell bang. people, like, come to one of our awesome open houses? Like, you'll see how, how well we treat, the, treat our, uh, our, list, our listings. I don't. And that's a great recommendation. I'm probably gonna do that tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but what we do send them is we send them a really great marketing package. And, and if you look at most of these canceled and expires, they, they do have usually they have kind of lower tiered marketing. And so if we just send over a couple of our really high end uh, packages, usually we can get in the door by doing that. So if they're serious, right? Yeah. And, and, and in that package, to add on to what Danny was saying, you know, Danny sold seven expireds that other, other agents failed at marketing. So we have really cool link to each of those houses, the addresses, and that says number of agents listed before Doors Advisors, number of days it was on the market, and then how many days uh, Doors Advisors had it on the market. And so in addition to the marketing, we spend, send specific examples. They look at that and they're like, okay, well, how'd you do it? Yeah, you guys do a better job. So the, so if you guys were going to role play for a second, just to yourself, like what advice would you give yourself as a new agent? Or if a rookie agent comes to you and says, Hey, I want to get into real estate. What should I do? Or, Hey, I've had my license for a few months, but I just, I'm really struggling. I haven't really gotten any deals yet. I thought this was going to be easy money. Like, how do I get started? Like, you know, somebody's just getting started. What's the, each of you, like, what's the one big thing you would tell them to go do tomorrow and help them in their business? So for me, the number one thing I tell an agent is hang around the people who are doing it big. Don't hang around the other kind of crabs in the bucket at the office. Get near people who are selling units. Understand what they're doing. Ask them for advice. Ask them as many questions as, as you can. And, and just stay close to them. I mean, truly the proximity alone will drag you through, you know, five or 10 units in your first year. That's a really key thing. Outside of that, just stay very consistent, stay focused on the money-making activities and ask as much question as possible. Really, that's it. Just keep learning and, and growing. That's great advice. Prashant, how about you? Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of, it's very similar. I was going to use the whole thing about, you know, if you're trying to get fit and get a six pack, don't hire a fat trainer right? And a lot of times in real estate, because you don't know what you don't know, 
like you just walk into an office and you start listening to everyone at the office, right? So um, it's unfortunate, but I wish like people said, hey, here's how much I netted or here's how many houses I sold. So you can pick a mentor the right way. So, but I think like picking the right mentor and getting, getting in their world and just providing a ton of value to them and saying, hey, what do you need help with? What can I do for you so I can hang around you more? Um, and having that exchange and that relationship built early on is very important. But to that point, it's just really hard to pick the right mentor and ask the right questions when you don't know that. Yeah. So, so you guys focusing on people and it's really focused on the people around you and then being able to take action that way. The, you know, what do you think is the biggest problem with the real estate, real estate industry right now? What's the biggest, the biggest challenge that you're fighting or the biggest problem that someone needs to solve uh, when people think about real estate in general? Yeah, for me, it's been one thing across the board since I've been in real estate. I think, um, I think the integrity of the business, I think, I don't know if I want to say the bar set too low to get in, but the truth is it's too easy to stand out as a guy that just wants to hold integrity for the business. Um, everyone should have a standard of, Hey, we're just going to do what's right for the client. Right. Uh, and that should be the standard, right? The standard is do the right thing, do the right thing for their finances. And then the rest you know, is, is windfall from that. So for me, I think if more people just did what, what's right for their client at all times, they'd have thriving businesses. You know, at the end of the day, I don't love cold calling. I don't love door knocking. I love when a client calls me and says, Hey, you know, you, you helped me in such a great manner. My brother's looking to sell, call Jimmy, go list his home, right? Those are the calls that we want to get. And you do that through exceptional service and always doing the right thing for your client. So that's what our business is missing, in my opinion, is just that, that level of, of kind of integrity standard. Um, it's I, like I so think. many pros and cons to the low barrier to entry, right? Like you can, yeah. any, it's really easy to go get, you know, go become an agent. Not really easy, but you don't, there's not a certain level of education. Like you go work hard, you take the test, you can go become a real estate agent. And so what's amazing is it's this huge land of, like it's a great industry because if you just go work hard, you can go do that. But the downside is there's a lot of people that because there is so many low barriers to entry, you know, not everybody stands up to that. But I guess as you guys, you're saying, hey, just by being, you know, having integrity and standing out that way, you know, you stand out above above the crowd. Prashant, would you have the same answer? Um, yeah, I certainly agree with that. But the other thing I would also say is, you know, you talk about Prado's principle, 80-20, right? Like the 20% producing 80% of the results. In, in Because the barrier for entry is so low, and people just don't care, and they mostly do one, two, maybe three transactions, grandma's house, mom's house, and that's kind of it, you know? Honestly, like in the Bay Area, out of all the agents, I believe out of 26,000 agents, there's only uh, about 220 agents that sell more than one house a month, or have done it consistently for three years. Wouldn't you say selling one house a month, if you're going to call yourself a professional, is a pretty low barrier to entry? So, you know, someone that's done 12 deals a month consistently for at least three years, there's less than 220 of those in all of the Bay Area. Wow, that is an interesting statistic that I, that I wouldn't have really known about. So the, you know, as we get ready to wrap this up, you know, what would, if, if there was like one or two words you would want to be known for in, indoors advisors, I mean, and, and maybe I've got some suspicions of what it might be, but if you said, this is what makes us different, what, you know, what's that, what's that thing that you want doors advisors to be known for? Go ahead, Pete. I think we different different definitions, but I would that's say all right. That's perfect. It's like you get a double chance. You get two things after actually. 
Yeah, I would say just relentless, right? So like when we go, we go to fight for our clients, right? When it's a, when it's, we're very investor friendly. So we know how to see good deals. We're relentless about negotiating and finding amazing deals for our investors. And then when it comes to sellers, we're just absolutely relentless at negotiating and trying to set benchmarks in each community. I think there was an interesting stat that, you know, when we're compiling our 2019 numbers, we set the highest price per square foot, which is a big barometer um, in seven different communities in just Q3 and Q4 um, in each of those cities, which is incredible. Yeah, I guess. And that's what, like the relentless. It's never giving up. It's working super hard. It's trying to set records. Danny, how about you? A uh, little shout out to uh, David Hoffman. If you ever have a chance, get him on the podcast. Um, if he's out there listening, uh, relationships, right? Uh, for me, that's, that's really what my life is all about. Uh, whether it's clients, colleagues, uh, family, friends, that, that's that's for sure my word yeah that is awesome well the well guys you know the you know as we wrap this up how can people find you if there's if there's some bay area agents that are thinking about maybe making a change if somebody wants to list their house or if somebody wants to reach out to you to get some advice on how to budget those open houses and do those those big open houses how do they find you yeah for me please go follow my instagram handle uh travel underscore real estate magnet uh, I'm an avid traveler, so uh, as as well as these guys are. So uh, those are the Himalayas up there that my wife and I trekked uh, the Annapurna trek. So uh, travel underscore real estate magnet. You can also uh, go online to www.doorsadvisors.com, and you can always uh, email me Danny at doorsadvisors.com with any questions you have. Of course, if you're looking to buy, sell, and invest, I'm your guy in the Bay Area. And if you're an agent trying to make a change, I'm open for a a, a conversation anytime. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah, my Instagram's Prashant Vanka. And I think it's a little bit hard to spell, so we'll make sure Aaron puts a link. Yeah, we'll have we'll have the links in the show notes for that one. But we have Prashant Vanka. Yep. And then we have the same email, Prashant at Doors Advisors. So shoot me an email. I, I get back to you right away, unless I'm traveling. Yeah. And uh that's um yeah, that's an easy way to get get a hold of me. Yeah, who, who knows where we might travel the world together next. Awesome getting to talk to you guys today, though, about your real estate teams, what you're growing, and the big goals. I mean, I'm really excited to see, you know, two, three months from now, what's happening as you kind of gain momentum and that snowball continues to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, I'd love to see some videos and pictures of your next big open house, too. That sounds so cool and such a great trick that I think anybody can try to adopt and try. So the glad you guys were on here today. I'm sure we'll be chatting on Instagram and all sorts of other ways as this thing goes live. But thanks for all the great tips today. And, the, and I'll see you guys again somewhere soon. All right. Great. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. 
feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that, too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.